0: Sports podcast, the 2020 edition. Tom, in a new decade, a new year with a with a whole new approach because we're going to do something we've never done before. a group, group interview today with an audience. We have so an so audience. First still, of all, we're still here on campus, still <laughs> here, still still trying to capture some good uh, content. Yeah. Um, and we have a really special opportunity today. And, and historic. You know, so we, why don't you tee it up and right. then we'll make the intros. We
1: joke around about historic. This is actually historic. Yes. As Scott Rosman told us before. Um, We're part of a program with the elite women's athletes uh, going on in Columbia in early January of 2020, uh, and we're privileged to have those athletes with us for the podcast today.
0: And they're from the NWSL, the Women's Soccer League, um, in a partnership they're doing with Anheuser-Busch, and we've got a representative of AB here too, Hannah, Um, so that's great. And it's been a really special week on campus. So, and, and
1: no alcohol has been consumed in the tra- process of this practice. <laughs> <Right>. Yes,
0: <laughs> so, so far. We'll see how this goes. Right. Um, <laughs> this isn't barstool. And we have five players from the NWSL here. So why don't you guys quickly introduce yourselves? And we've got a couple of questions. We'll so we have to we paint have the picture.
1: Here. So I am yeah. sitting facing you. So we're going to go to my right. Yes. As Mark we'll Albert. Around the horn. So.
2: Thank you guys so much. Um, My name is Haley Kottmeyer. I am originally from Michigan, and most recently I was with the Orlando Pride.
3: Nice. I'm Sakara Murray. I'm from Austin, Texas, and I play for the Houston Dash.
4: I'm Shay Groom. I'm from Kansas City. Go Chiefs. And I play for Rain FC.
5: I'm Paige Nielsen. I'm originally from Nebraska, and I currently play for Washington Spirit. I'm Zoe
6: Clark. I'm originally from New York City, and last season I was... We're in to... New
1: York City. Nobody's from New York City. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, like, yes, borough. I what am. Borough? What borough? What borough? Upper West Side. Okay, then you're from Manhattan, then. Yeah. We're in mean, the upper... That
0: counts as New York
1: City. Yeah, state that's... He goes <laughs> yeah. from Brooklyn,
0: so okay. he thinks he's got better better streets. Yes, I know. Time. He really tried to challenge Brooklyn, me. Brooklyn was once. And <laughs> <it was laughs> By the way, I'm Long Island, which right. kind of counts, too. Exactly. As the... No. All right. No. Anyway, so... Let's talk about the program, what you're doing this week. This has been sponsored by AB. You've been on campus, at Columbia's part of this, is it a month-long internship program? Seven weeks. Uh, Haley, why don't you just describe it briefly, you could do a better job than I can.
2: Okay, so uh, AB, um, in partnership with the league, reached out to us kind of in in the off-season and offered us a seven-week internship. The first week would be done in conjunction with Columbia. The second week, we're going to headquarters and, and some of their bigger offsite meetings, and then the last five weeks would be a project where we would get an individual project that AB would give us, and it, it's treated like a true MBA internship, um, which is is really incredible, and it's <clears throat> something that has never been offered with the league, and it's such it's such an investment from them, and it's such an investment, you know, from Columbia to kind of give back and also give opportunities to to women's athletes as, as we're trying to grow the game.
0: Cool, so so this has been the academic week, right? We're four-fifths of the way through of the academic week, so let's maybe talk about the academic aspect of it first, and then we'd like to hear about the projects, if that's cool. Yeah. You guys feel a lot smarter. Well, yeah, so how did, this, how did it go, is it going this week in this uh, mini-executive ed program? Go the other way, yeah.
6: How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it incredible. Be a shocking question no it's not, it's not. it sucks <laughs> it is, it is. no it's actually absolutely incredible i think we are getting so much information in such a short amount of time that it's actually incredible to see all of us just trying to put all the pieces together and i think that's part of the really fun part of it um yeah. it's the challenging part of it is staying really sharp yeah. um the whole time but i think it's a great challenge that uh, we don't face all the time um so I think it's been going great. I think yeah. it's really exciting. Can you talk about
0: work? for a second of some of the t- topics you've covered this week?
5: Um,
6: well, Did I, you just here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just got here today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. so
5: but, um, yeah, so a lot of it's been, okay, the first day we talked about kind of sports history and, and all the different sports leagues on the Big Four, the NFL, MLB, um, NBA, what's the last NHL. one? NHL. NHL, yeah. NHL. Right. Um, we talked about how they kind of um, became mm-hmm. became a huge organization and um, and then where media relates to all those sports and how it's continued to grow um, but also where where we are at now with media and how like from the 1950s when when a lot of these stuff a lot of these organizations were getting really big to where we are now where there, there's multifaceted things to keep growing these mm-hmm. organizations through media alone. And, um, and also tying like sponsorships like AB to all these different mm-hmm. sports. Yeah. And it's been and that's all
0: interrelated. I mean, that seems like it's been a theme in the stuff that we've mm-hmm. been doing. Uh, Shay, um, what are some of the early takeaways after sitting through some of these discussions for a few days?
4: Yeah, it's been incredible. I think just the amount of uh, information that we've learned, like Zoe said, um, has been really great and just to be able to kind of make those connections and apply it so quickly and, you know, just getting a small little tidbit of the projects that we're going to be working on and kind of this canvas of how we're going to be able to apply this information um, has been really, really cool and, you know, I think, you know, as we go into those projects, we're going to be feeling a lot more prepared and just kind of having that knowledge because, I know some of us haven't sat in a school room. Ages. <laughs> school room. <laughs> <laughs> it was a school room. Glass room? Electro? 19
0: <12. laughs> right. No, that's it, true. It's quite different than it used to be. And by the way, were you guys able to choose the projects that you're getting involved with or were they assigned to you? They were
3: assigned kind of based on our background, yeah, um, okay. things that were on our resume. So they, I think what AB did is kind of, I guess, applied what we've done with our degrees and kind of apply them to some of the projects that we need to be with. Can you guys, or at least a couple of you, talk about the life of a professional
1: women's soccer player, what it's like both in the US and other places, what it's like today, and what do you think it's gonna be like in the future?
3: It's come a long way, that's for sure. Um, I played overseas for four years in England and that was an experience I sound like a broken record because I've spoken about it so much since I've been here, but but I've, not on yeah, our podcast yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's an amazing. It was an amazing experience. I played for Liverpool, so the club as a whole is massive. Um, so, but more so on the women's side, it wasn't anything like how it is on the on the men's side, as you can probably imagine. Um, we were kind of treated like second best, if not third. So, you know, that in, in itself had a long way to come. This was my first year. Well, last year was my first year in the NWSL. and I think the treatment for women soccer players here in America is significantly better here in the States Um, some people may not necessarily agree with me but based on my experience alone it is a lot better it obviously has a long way to come Um, but I think the visibility of women's soccer especially with the success of the U.S. women's national team has brought a lot of attention to women's sports and especially you know what kind of
0: crowds would you get in Liverpool for example
3: uh, it's almost embarrassing to tell, but I think at times our biggest crowd would be maybe twelve hundred people, and yeah. I think it's depending on the opponent that we're playing against. Yeah. Um. So yeah, nothing ever exceeded. And I,
0: I, I trust that was probably the case with many of the uh, Premier League associated teams. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah well, like I think Chelsea or Manchester. Well, City the, you know, I th- I, the backing if you have a lot of the men's backing from you know the women yeah. a lot of the men's backing you'll you'll see a lot more um, in terms of like the Man Citys and the Chelseas. They usually drew about maybe 1500 to 2000 right. because they had the money to buy these, you know, these elite players. So, obviously, yeah. they were super successful, but for a team Liverpool, it's different. Yeah.
0: Wow. Interesting.
1: What about the rest of you guys? What's the experience been like? You know, and even go back to college. Like, what would, how was it different from when you were in college playing to, to playing professionally?
2: I think, you know, all of us went to really big universities. Where did you go to school? school? I went to the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think you go from these, you know, big universities that have Title IX, and we all have these, you know, incredible resources and weight rooms, and you know, like just the facilities and the resources are absolutely outrageous. And then you're like, oh, this is really cool. I got drafted, and I was actually drafted in the first year of the league. And you go and you know, you see what kind of a grassroots up and coming soccer league is and you're like I think all of us were like oh this is different you know this is but in a way where it's not the way you phrased it yeah, before yeah you know or, yeah, it's almost kind of it's almost a shock a little bit and to see even where it was and you know where it has come and you know where you still hope it to go and I think you know on all different levels and women in the workforce generally are kind of fighting for this equality um, where it has gone in seven years is is, is crazy you know, I think mm-hmm. my, I've said this before, but my, my first contract was for, um, for eight months was $6,000. And now you have it where the minimum is, you know, up into the 20s, there's guaranteed housing, there's meal help, there's, you know, they give you a few meals a yeah. day. So they make it so you don't really have a cost of living. Yeah. So, you know, w- women can start to do this and if you coach a little bit, you can actually make a little bit money. Whereas to start, it was kind of a full-time thing with hobby money. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Quite frankly. So, would people have
0: other jobs typically? Yes, yeah. definitely. What
1: did you guys do? Did you guys have other jobs? Yes. what did you yes.
5: do? Um, I worked at the Bellevue Club in Seattle. I was in, <laughs> uh, in the athletic department, helping right. scheduling. And people like Russell Wilson would come in, and I'd be like, "Oh, hey, oh, wait, I'm a professional athlete.
1: <laughs> I swear." He should be saying, "Oh, hey,
5: yeah." You know,
0: yeah. <laughs>
5: But like obviously, the timing of practices would be at ten a.m. So right. you couldn't get a, a real job. Yeah. Um, whatever whatever right. you classify yeah. as a real job. Um, but yeah.
0: But would you have? I assume you had access to uh, fitness facilities to do to keep in the shape that you needed to day to day to day.
2: Uh, Not at the start. Right. <laughs> that they, they do. I would say every club now. Has gym or a gym access. They right. usually, they kind of, as it went on, have built partnerships or accessibility. And, you know, that's one piece that I think has kind of um, adapted over time. But in reality, too, you know, the first year the league was thrown together so quickly right. that it was kind of like a scramble. Yeah. You know, like to, okay, we need gyms and we need, we, okay, like all these things. And I think these owners were kind of learning on the fly if you weren't attached to an MLS club. Which a lot of them were not. Mm-hmm. Of oh my gosh, there actually are hundreds of components that, right. and they kind of just slowly. You know, so I gather you didn't have
0: up, uh, strength and fitness coaches and dietitians and ther- you know massage therapists and things like that. Uh, like the, pro- the yeah,
2: we had a fitness coach and we would do some body weight field workouts my first year, okay.
5: like lots of on field squats.
1: Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> She's been in the league a, a bit longer, but my first year, we, we had everything. Oh, oh yeah. you did? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that grew. Yeah. I mean, it did. It just kind it of grew time. Time.
5: Like Now everybody's has
2: to have a gym that you can get into all the time.
1: So we're here to talk about business, which is what we're talking about a little bit, and that's why we do these podcasts. Tell us, if we can go around, starting wherever we want to start, tell us about your business aspirations while you're here, what you'd like to get out of this when your careers are over. Yeah, and also before you get into
0: that, just quickly mention the specific nature of the project. Yep, so it'd be interesting for people to hear how you're helping A.B. with these projects.
6: Um, Yeah, I can start. Um, I'm working with Landshark. Um, Not sure I can disclose all the hot details. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, (laughs) Are you a taster? I'm (laughs) just keeping it nice and mysterious for you all. That's fine.
4: Um,
6: But... I missed, now I'm losing what I was going to say. What are we talking about?
0: This oh. is what happens when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a,
1: a Sorry, my See, that's the way you Sorry. get around questions you don't want to answer. Very definitely. What do you want to get out of this? Like, what's your right. long-term career goal?
6: Right, um, so, so far in my life I've had experience in like the service industry, being a server, being a bartender. I haven't had the opportunity to kind of apply the education that I've gotten. I went to Berkeley, um, got my graduate degree at. Um, University of Maryland and technology entrepreneurship and so I have all these thoughts and ideas of how to approach different problems um, and along the way of in those other jobs I'm picking up more information and I haven't been able to figure out okay where do I fit in when I decide that soccer's done for me um, and how do I get that experience how do I get in touch with the right people mm-hmm. um, and that's what this program really is um, mm-hmm. really implementing and even giving me more knowledge and more context and um, More facets for all those things, Um, yeah. So, kind of that's what this program is for me: being able to apply those things and be make a difference and be instrumental in a a really big company, um, and then take that further. Cool. Yeah.
5: Um, My project is Stella, which is a super premium beer, and I think they haven't totally um, crinkled out all the (laughs) things yet for that. Yeah, Um, but we're working on basically reaching more people that would like to buy super premium right. beers. Um, that's the overarching I idea. I think that is a
0: theme we've been working with. You know, brand. Selling like beer, sell more selling more products. Sell more, product. more beer. beer. <laughs> that's, like, that's kind of the basic <laughs> idea. That. So how
1: do you want to leverage this? Yeah. Do you have any career aspirations as to what you really want to do 10 years from now, 5 years from now?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think being a professional soccer player gives you a different perception of a lot of things in sports and marketing, you see things differently than um, maybe your average normal person and I think you can use that specifically and I went to business school at University of North Carolina and I have all these different ideas that I want to do with sponsorships and helping our league specifically Um, our owner Steve Baldwin at the Washington Spirit is like So confused of why we haven't got our league specifically hasn't gotten on board with more sponsorships more sponsorships because like NASCAR survives off that those types Mm -hmm. of things and that really gets my mind um, going and I think partnering with a B and Columbia University is just going to help help me in the future. Great. I'm
4: going to be working on the Budweiser team and uh, some activation with a new product that they're coming out with and helping uh, kind of define some key players to push that out um, within the NWSL and the women's national team. So I'm really excited about that because obviously um, the Budweiser sponsorship with the NWSL has been such an incredible thing, this being one of them. Um, you know, a lot of brands, I think, have tried to talk the talk. And I think Budweiser is really the first one that's walking the walk mm-hmm. and doing what needs to be done to push this league and into a new level. So I think we're really excited about, obviously, that partnership. And then, obviously, this uh, opportunity has been incredible for us and I think will be incredible for a lot of other players that will get to go through it after this year gets done. Um, just being able to learn – Uh, how the market, how marketing um, in a business works in the sports industry, um, I think is an incredible, incredible thing. And I think for someone like me to come in here and get all this information and kind of understand how to apply it to a real project is, is really useful. And for me, you know, some people, we've kind of been pushed into the soccer sector um, per se, you know, people want us to be coaches or, you know, we get into this A cycle of just training kids instead of uh, growing opportunities, and that's been kind of my goal each off season is how can I grow? Like, what? Who am I if I'm not growing? So, trying to find these opportunities, internships. Can I job shadow? Can I go back to school? I've been saying that for years. Like, you know, I just want to go back to school, and so that's why I was so excited when I saw that we were partnering with Columbia, Uh, just to give me a taste of: Do I want to go back and get a business degree? Do I want to be an entrepreneur and innovate? (laughs) So, uh, I think it's. It still got me in so many directions, but it will definitely give me some clarity on where I want to go from. I just want to open a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Whatever. Okay. Who else?
3: Uh, I'm working with uh, Anheuser-Busch in general, uh, working on how to improve the um, the leverage of technology and consumer insights on how to make the uh, uh, brewery tour more engaging for consumers. Um, and just like the rest of these girls, um, really and truly, when this opportunity presented itself is something that I really couldn't pass on at all. Um, I, The ultimate long-term goal is to start my own production company that allows women in sports, which women in general, to um, have sort of a, a platform to speak openly and comfortably about uh, the things that they go through in their field of work. I think like Paige said, being a professional athlete, and especially a, a woman, a woman athlete, you experience things that men don't necessarily experience and I feel like Women just like me have so much to tell, and uh, there's not really a platform for us to to do that, so I really want to create history and do such a thing. Cool, great. Great ambition.
2: So my project is, I'm actually working with the Natty Light team. I'm super excited about that, and we're doing some work with their social media and merchandising, which is kind of perfect. I, in in some of the other work that I have done off, you know, off the field is I had kind of over the years just gotten really into social media and branding, and I work with a company right now called West Coast Goalkeeping, and I do some of their social media and a, and a couple other com- you know places. And over the years, where I've kind of just done contract work for for social media, so this was pretty perfect, and it's something that I'm still learning a lot about, and I'm really enjoying learning all the other pieces of the puzzle through AB and, and through Columbia because. I feel like, you know, no matter where I take it back, it's, it's only going to kind of help me in this sponsorship, branding, you know, sports marketing side of things.
1: Nice. Cool. All right, Tom, what you, where do you aspire <laughs> <laughs> so you to go? Uh, I just want to do more podcasts with yeah. you, Joe. Um, <laughs> you aspire so high. We only have a couple more <laughs> minutes. So uh,
0: be, before we ask what will be our wrap-up question about some advice we'd like you to offer young, younger listeners, especially females, I I can't resist asking this question, which we covered briefly in our session, but what is each of your favorite social platforms right now?
2: Favorite social
3: platform? To
0: use, like day to day to day. I use Instagram the most. Like if I checked your phone usage, what, you know, it would be Instagram. Okay. Bar none. Definitely Twitter.
3: right. cool.
0: Instagram. Instagram, but TikTok is rising. (laughs) (laughs) Now right. <laughs> yeah, that you have that viral video, <laughs> one video. Watch I video. video. Like one video. Watch my right. video on TikTok. P Nielsen,
5: twenty-four. Right. Um.
6: Oh yeah, Instagram. i Okay, three Instagrams.
0: Um. Actually, before this final question, this is a good opportunity to say, can each of you share whatever handle you'd like to share for people listening who might want to follow even TikTok. You? Yeah. Ooh, uh, it's Zoe Zo
6: Clark nineteen. Z O C L A R K nineteen. Okay. At
1: Instagram, just say on what platform, time.
5: Instagram. Okay. Nice. Mine's Instagram or TikTok at P twenty four. Nice. Instagram
4: at Shagroom S-A-G-E-A. H
3: <laughs> A G A. I'm gonna use Instagram because it's easier. At at S A T T Y M A Y. Oh, that's a good
2: one. And my Twitter and Instagram is at h hkotmeyer, and that's K-O-P-M-E-Y-E-R.
0: All right. So let's get to the last two, or the last question, right? What I think the last one. Okay, career stuff. Um, sure. Um, so we, we have a lot of young people listening, and um, we ask our guests always for some career advice. I, we, You know, we talk to a lot of young people, and... I think it's nice to get different perspectives and from different age groups, different experiences. And so uh, I think yours could be really valuable. And I know maybe you haven't planned a big answer because we're doing this (laughs) somewhat last minute, but um, anything you could offer, let's say a young, especially like a, let's say a young female playing sports, maybe teenager above, like give her some advice about what she's about to experience in college and maybe beyond and sports and stuff.
2: I'll
6: do the reverse do you want to you sure. want to
4: unless you want to popcorn it yeah <laughs> you want me to do it no, no. All right. start us off yeah. I think it's a fun time to be a female playing a sport um, and I would say embrace it with everything that comes with it don't you know be bold don't let be brave don't let anyone tell you that it's less and, and things like that um, but I think I definitely want to touch on my point earlier um, just always grow whether that's asking questions, whether that's pushing yourself um, to see what you're capable of doing. You should always be craving that growth so that you're paving the way for the next girl that's gonna go through it.
0: Nice, that's really good.
4: Um, I would say, this might be pretty simple, but I
6: think it's easy to lose sight of is to always find fun. Like, Always make sure that like you're having fun with it. I think that as you go up the ranks, we can get really stressed out. Um, and the details do really matter. And sometimes we'll get caught up and not take a step back and say like, hey, what did I love about this game when I was younger? And how can I bring that joy and remember that joy and keep that with me? Because if you're not if you're not doing what you want to do, if you're not doing the things that you dream about when you go to sleep, or trying those things, and why are you doing it? Um, so it's one thing for me. And I don't know. When you're younger, try like play all the sports, do all yeah. the things, no. and not don't specialize. So you're in not your a
0: game. big fan of specialization as for teenagehood.
6: No, 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 no. Yeah, because
0: no, no. okay. yeah. I know that's kind of a big dynamic in American youth sports. Yeah, yeah. it's a problem. That's interesting a lot of injuries
1: the, too. But all of you have said the same thing: the is the don't, don't specialize. Yeah. That's it, great.
5: Exactly
3: what everybody's doing. Yeah. 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 and none of us did. So basketball
0: is my favorite. Oh, <laughs> truth be told, see the beer is working. <laughs> yeah.
5: um, what Well, I would say is that um, yeah, don't let anyone else tell you that what you can or cannot do at a very young age and up until college people said I would never make it Um, I walked on in North Carolina uh, and then I got drafted and now I'm a starting professional soccer player so um, yeah that's the way my career went (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I want to leave with my favorite quote which is everything that comes your way in life gives you an opportunity whether good or bad it's an opportunity to learn and grow from it's how you approach the circumstances that make a difference. So it's all about positivity and go after what you want.
1: Excellent. I feel like we're all going to hug pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who do we get?
3: Well, everybody has to? No, okay. you don't have to. I was going to say, because y'all just summed it up beautifully. My only advice is just keep going. Sometimes you yeah, have, to, you have to fail in order to succeed. So, you know, embrace every opportunity that you get and just have fun doing it because without the fun, there's no point in doing it. So just keep going.
2: I just would say that I think sports have given me you know the coolest platform and and opportunities and all of those opportunities are what you make them whether they're on the field or off the field in every situation you find yourself in you know brings you so many you know ways that you can leverage that and you know whether you are advocating yourself or for something bigger than yourself like you know a professional women's soccer league you've You've got a voice, and you've got an opportunity to grow your brand and a brand.
1: One other quick thing, if a co- even a couple of you, what's been the greatest moment that you've that aha moment when you think about on the field, the greatest thing that you've been a part of?
5: I know mine. Go so ahead. <laughs> Not winning the national championship. Really? Okay. Um, it was at Audi Stadium last season at the eighty-third minute. There is twenty thousand fans that came, and this. Like, that has been my dream for so long. Uh, an entire city, D.C., it feels like an entire city backing you, um, but everyone put their lights on on their phone and, like, swaying it around. Wow. and are like a rock star. <laughs> not not me, but it nice. was just something bigger than yeah, myself. No, it, was it, was, yeah. it was female soccer. It was yeah. our league becoming something, yeah. and we all stopped in our tracks. It was like in a throw-in and we were like holy crap (laughs) like this is so cool and we just can't wait to see where yeah. Goes. Good luck trying to top
1: that. Anybody else? <laughs> well, they <Yeah. anybody>? even <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: actually won our you a national championship together. That actually does. really I would say that definitely <laughs> was one of the greatest moments, and I had scored my first collegiate goal in the, in the finals. So a <laughs> I sure I sweet header.
6: I wasn't <laughs> in, in school yet. I was like in high school, and I remember your goal actually it was just pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was insane.
2: Insane. yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. One time I got third in the Big Ten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we lost to the floor hockey championship at yeah, yeah. Uh, That was my So we're in the presence of greatness, so and we're going to leave it at that, Tom. So. Yeah, that was great, you
0: guys. Thank you so much. Uh, it was really great having you here, and thank, thank, you. thank you for making time for this discussion. Um, what a way to start the year! Yeah, great kickoff, Joe. Um, so uh, thank you, too. Um, thank you, Tom. And thanks everybody here at the program for helping out, and Hannah from AB. Um, so listen, we would encourage everybody listening to check out NWSL, check out these particular players. Um, there's it's, it's, there's a lot being offered, and it just needs to be discovered by more people, checked out. And hopefully, as you said, when you when you have those milestone moments, because because I kind of know you mean there's there's the famous moment in women's soccer history of the World Cup games, Brandy Chastain, which is. Kind of one of the top iconic moments, I would say, in American sports, actually. Um, And when those things happen, and you get that feeling, and you're positive about it, uh, and it just seems like everybody can hopefully come together, and this will be something over the next over the course of this decade.
1: So one thing I'm going to leave you guys with to think about is I've always had a wish that's been growing about women. I'll call it women's sports, but I'm going to get to a point is at some point we're going to reach the point where people are going to talk about athletes who just happen to be women and the thing that killed me was calling it the women's world cup because it's not called the men's world cup um, and I, I, I think hopefully collectively you guys will all be part of that going forward where the W isn't as important as the personality um, and having a daughter and a son I think that's really important too yeah. but, but we really want to thank you guys for, for taking a couple minutes as the police car is going by outside right. Tom we cannot we have know, that's very huge and to end up, Joe yeah. So anyway, um, once again, I'm Joe Favorito for my co-host Tom Richardson and our great guests from the NWSL. Uh, This has been the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show, and we'll see you down the road.